I want to give them a more cultural experience. It's not an expected location when people come to Bali. The original expectation is I'm on a beach, I've got access to sand, surf, beautiful palm trees. And we felt that the highlight of a trip to Bali is the culture, the people. And so we chose to do something that was strong in personality and strong reflection of the culture. This is Travel by Design, where we chat with the visionaries behind the world's most extraordinary hotels. I'm your host, Hamish Kilburn, professional hotel reviewer and the editor of Hotel Designs. Today, our destination is the Nusa Dua Peninsula, which sits on the southernmost tip of Bali, Indonesia. Bali is the perfect destination for a tropical island getaway. But Renaissance Bali Nusa Dua Resort is not like the big beachside resorts that I'm used to seeing in Southeast Asia. To get there, you actually head away from the coast, towards the hills, and make your way through a small Balinese village. Then, just beyond, you come upon immaculate triangular roofs emerging from an idyllic walled garden. There's a calm, grounded vibe here, a kind of identity I can sense immediately. But without a deeper knowledge of Bali, it's not really something I can explain. So I spoke with the designer, Carl Almeida. I'm managing partner here at P49, interior design company based in Bangkok. And we're probably one of the foremost companies in this part of the world. Carl's been to Bali many, many times. He was born in India, grew up in Australia, and he's been living in Bangkok, Thailand for over a decade. One of the things that I've realized, you know, quite a long time ago is the value of experience. Mm. I think making experiences is what we try to, to do in all our projects, is to create things that are memorable. It's something I felt maybe more than 25 years ago. I was with my, my family uh, on a trip in India and before I was really doing major hotels. If you know New Delhi, New Delhi's got a lot of monuments, uh, a lot of the history we went to see a, a concert and the location of the concert was at a monument that was in a state of ruin. So it had that kind of degradation kind of quality to it that had a sense of history about it. That was amazing enough on its own, to be honest. But then the concert that we went to see was a concert based on the dance of the whirling dervishes. And the whirling dervishes are these dancers that uh, basically just spin around in their flowing outfits and they're just spinning for 30, 40 minutes continuously. Wow. And it's so hypnotic, so spiritual, just, you know, that aspect of them. But you mix that with the location and it's just something that's in my head today and it gives me chills when I even think about it at this minute. And I think it set the grounds for me to have that feeling where I would love to bring this kind of feeling into wherever possible where we do design. So, Carl, I've I've travelled to Southeast Asia and uh, as I'm speaking to you, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself that I haven't quite made it to Bali. So when I'm making my next trip, I'm going to make sure that obviously Bali is absolutely on the list. But could you tell me and our listeners something about Bali that you might not expect or it might not be obvious, you know, more than just sort of spending time at the beach? What, what is it that really sort of grabs people to, to Bali and really sort of captures their imagination while you're there? Uh, I've been working in Bali for almost, I think, 
18 years. Mm. It's kind of something that kind of just grows on you. But the first time I, I arrived in Bali, what hit me was the sense of Balinese architecture, of Balinese homes, the amazing carvings they have on their buildings. Many of their buildings use this local Balinese stone. It's like a lava stone. It's charcoal color. And so you have these buildings, and many of them are actually temples that are totally charcoal, almost black. It has this very mysterious quality about them. My hair is actually standing when I talk about it. And, you know, the climate has a lot of rain. And so these charcoal stones, they have moss that attaches to them. So you get this charcoal-y green buildings. You know, there's nowhere else like it. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I noticed when looking at uh, Renaissance Nusa Dua is it really fits in with its location. So I was really struck personally by how it looks like a peaceful village sort of tucked in the hills. Um, visually, the buildings have multi-tiered pitched roofs and the way they're arranged kind of creates this series of hidden courtyards and, and walled gardens. Um, I think it's really refreshing that you're not just dropping the more sort of tropical high-rise resorts in into Bali, you know? Exactly. I think, you know, the architecture, when they started before us, I think they were very conscious of Balinese design, Balinese architecture, and the principles of openness, of ventilation, of strong bases that give formality and strength to spaces, and, and use of their ability as great craftsmen to, to have carvings in wood, in stone. So I mentioned a while ago that, you know, a lot of the materials used in Balinese design are this charcoal lava stone. So the architecture of all these buildings uses a charcoal stone as a reference to the traditional stone used in the temples. So these are all things that uh, really resonate because it's really an interpretation of the traditional values, but in a, in a contemporary way, but still clear enough to know that you're unmistakably in Bali. And, and you can tell it's been sensitively designed to the location and the surrounding area as well. It's just, it, it really feels right that it's there, I think. Um, so when you sat down to design the resort, what was the goal? What do you hope people feel? I want to give them a more cultural experience. It's not an expected location when people come to Bali. The original expectation is I'm on a beach I've got access to sand, surf, beautiful palm trees. Renaissance Nusa Dua is not on that kind of location. You know, we're a kilometer or two away from the sea. We're high on a hill. And we felt that the highlight of a trip to Bali is the culture, the people. It's really allowing them to be deeper into the experience as well. That, that's perfect. That's the reason. It's because we turned what people could see as a negative. We took that, turned it on its head and said, hang on. We've got a positive. No other hotel does this. We are so strong into our culture that you want to come here. Yeah. So we, we took this opportunity to create a narrative based on Balinese dance and theater. Mm. And so as you progress through the different spaces, we focus on different aspects of Balinese dance. In fact, you know, there's so many uh, different dances and dramas and genres in Balinese cultures, you know, from shadow theater to chanting to masked dramas uh, to dance operas. So we had so much to choose from. Mm. Going back to our lobby space, one of the dances that we discovered uh, through our research was a dance called the Pendet. It's a welcoming dance. And at the end of the dance, they actually throw flower petals over the guest to welcome you. But we've interpreted that in how we use lighting effects 
so we can shine lights and then they kind of flicker on the walls of the ceiling and that creates the effect that it's it feels like petals falling down so wow it was really a way of interpreting the the movement of dance in a very contemporary way nothing's literal in this project but it's symbolic and so you know you get this kind of design experience but it's deeply rooted in a cultural significance. Yeah, and it's it's always there as well, I guess. As with the performance, it starts and ends, but with the design, it's kind of always in the lobby. It's always there. And then when we go to the Arbar, which is the bar next to the, the lobby, it's another type of dance. When we're talking about the Arbar, it's a, it's a really powerful space. I mean, it has the big wooden pillars with the intricate carvings and the, it feels traditional, but then you've got the furniture and the rugs and the ceiling panels and the modern colour palette that feels distinctly contemporary so I'd love to know what went into the making of this contrast because it's you know it's it's really striking one of the dances that had a great kind of synergy with the Arba was something called the Barong the Barong is essentially like a lion-like creature and it's essentially uh, an eternal battle between good versus evil okay that's the essential principle of the Barong dance. And also, like, it's it's a great way to, to play with the juxtapositions between traditional and contemporary, I guess, with the, the dance as well that reflects the, the design scheme. Exactly. You know, where we've got traditional carvings on one side, if you look at the ceiling, it turns itself into metal panels, which has still got the carvings of the headgear that the Balinese dancers use. But then we've interlinked that with LED screens. So you get this total contradiction of modern material and modern kind of presentation within the LED. But interestingly, it's all connected. So you've created these two juxtapositions, which I think is really wonderful, actually, how how you kind of piece that together. Well, I think we were lucky in the sense that through the architecture, the main lobby space had incredibly high ceilings. You know, I think it's more than uh, 15 meters tall. But then when we get to the Arbar, to help you feel more cozy, the ceilings are, are about three and a half meters. So you get the feeling that you're within a different space, even though it's directly adjacent, the main lobby space. So you feel different from one space to the other, even though you're exactly side by side, just through the use of volumetric design. Mm-hmm. And I love that when you walk into a, a bar and you almost feel kind of hugged by the architecture and you don't really know why. It's a subconscious feeling that you have of feeling calm and in a different space. Yeah. So different spaces have different needs. When you're in some spaces, you want to be overpowered. But when you're in a space where you want to maybe talk quietly or even talk loudly, you you might want to be more cozy. Mm. So, yeah, you can create through design different experiences by using height as an example, materiality as an example. You can use different design strategies to make people feel comfortable. And at the end of the day, no matter what we do, we're trying to make people feel something. Absolutely. So I love all things movement. When I travel, I want to really kind of connect with the space. And I feel like that theme and that idea of dance will allow people to kind of feel like they can move, I guess, with the space, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm kind of interested from travellers going to Bali who maybe they haven't had that kind of life-changing experience yet. Where's a really good place to go and visit and sort of really feel um, part of the location outside of the hotel, perhaps? There's so many things that I would recommend you do uh, in Bali. It sounds like you can't have enough time in Bali. (laughs) There's not enough time. I still, there's so much I want to do. I think what I would love to tell people is that if you want an experience 
if you want to be moved, you need to go to Uluwatu. Uluwatu is about 45 minutes from Nusa Dua. And Uluwatu Temple itself is about a thousand years old. It's on the top of a cliff, high above the ocean. And you've got the amazing sea in front of you. And it's even more special at sunset because Bali has amazing sunsets. And then on top of that, you've got this incredible performance called the Kachak Fire Dance. Uh, they all form in a circle and then they start chanting. And then it's just a series of feelings that encompasses you because you, you're being hit by sound, by vision, by even smell because there's fire around the dance. Yeah. And if that's, if that's not a memorable experience, nothing is. So yeah. if you want to be moved, go to the Uluwatu Temple and see this Kachak dance. I can imagine as well, when, when you've gone to the temple and you come back to the hotel, maybe you appreciate the design elements a bit more because obviously with it being inspired around dance, you must maybe sort of feel the space differently. I, I don't know. You're actually totally right. I think once you see the real culture the real temple, the real carvings, you'll then start to appreciate what we did a lot more. And you'll realize, now I get it. Yeah. You know, because the way we've done it is not an obvious, obvious way. But once you know it, you'll really appreciate it more. I think that's the gift of travel, isn't it? When you can really connect with people and, and local people and culture. So to go and see a dance in this setting, that just sounds breathtaking, really. Yeah, it's it's got everything put together. The location the culture, the people, it's all coming together in one venue. So it's a highlight. Yeah, totally. Carl, I honestly can't imagine a better person to talk me through and to show me and to sort of really experience Bali. I'm obviously a lover of how design can be used to really kind of draw out these narratives. So it's just refreshing. So thank you so much for being here and your time and your energy. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hamish. It's been really great to talk to you. I've enjoyed the experience. And word of advice, you have to go to Bali. Well, when I am there, I'm going to be giving you a call and you can show me around. Give me a, <laughs> give me a call and I'll show you around for sure. Travel by Design is a podcast by Marriott Bonvoy Traveller, the online travel magazine where you'll find more inspiring hotel design stories. If you're curious about the craft of hotel design, then check out marriottbonvoy.com slash travel by design. And if you want to go behind the scenes of my travel experiences across the world, then follow me on Instagram at hotel travel editor. This episode was produced by Narratively Creative. Our senior producer is James Boo. Our associate producers are Needy Shastri and Greta Stromquist. Interview recording by Du Napataloo. Story edits by Priscilla Alabi, sound design by James Boo, and audio engineering by Dorian Love. Our Marriott Bonvoy Traveller producers are Valerie Connors and Robin Benefield. Special thanks to Carl Almeida for speaking with me about his work. I'm your host, Hamish Kilburn. Don't forget to subscribe to Travel by Design in your podcast app. And tune in next time to hear more design stories behind the world's most extraordinary hotels. <laughs>